You are listening to episode 242 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators podcast. We like to talk about games. We've recently picked up games we're currently playing, and we try this again and again and again in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. So this week we played Deathloop on the, well, for me to PS5, I think, Ryan, you played it on Game Pass, so to Series yep. S, right? Yep. Yep. And we all, ah, we all, right? We are also joined by John Rue of the Retro Room. Yes. How's it going? Woo! Give it Thanks up for Rue. having me. Appreciate yeah. it. You guys have me. As <laughs> usual, you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have you again. To come on, man. I think this is like my third time. So maybe. Uh, yeah. Second? It's third number three. Time. It's number three. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, have to sure. stamp your card before you leave. Yeah, yeah. I need that free pass, you know, whatever that gets me. Yeah, he and uh, him, Barry Karenz are fighting to see uh, for ultimate supremacy of a guest Dude, on Game Flaters. I, I really love Barry. He's a cool guy. Yeah, so. I think Barry's been on like five or six times. I don't yeah. know. He, I've lost count. Barry, Barry's a, the official, unofficial third member. Uh, Barry's <laughs> cool, man. He's a really cool dude. He yeah, really he is. is. Yeah. You know, he just had a, a kid too recently. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Or I think the. I think his son is being born in July, I want to say. Yeah, I don't remember. He's, he's Next def- time we talk to him, he'll be a father. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it's, that's exciting news for him then. But he's he's a super cool dude. Like He definitely if, is. If anybody deserves it, it's him. You know, he's For guy. sure. Well, uh, before we get started on the episode, uh, you can, of course, find the Game Deflators on thegamedeflators.com. Uh, you can find us on social media at Game Deflators on Twitter, at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, find us on YouTube and those uh, podcast applications that are out there. Check us out on that as well and leave a five-star review. Uh, Rue, if you want to let the folks know where you're at, if they haven't heard you before. Um the retro room games.com is my website. Uh, I think my Twitter handle is the retro room Roo. Um, but yeah, I have like all social media. You can find me kind of with the same logo on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the, all the, uh, social media sites. So, but yeah, yeah. Easily to find me if you just search the retro room games. Good stuff as always. So, Let's dive into our recent pickups and currently playing. Let's toss it over to the guest first. Did you sure. have any pickups this week gaming-wise? I don't think I picked anything up, but I am playing um, an oldie. I'm playing Gothic 2. And this is a game that is probably like... I feel like they're geared towards a certain audience of like psychopath, you know? So... It's like the same creators made the Risen series, and they also made a new series called Elix. And it's literally for just crazy people who like buggy games that are really challenging. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. Isn't Gothic getting a remake as well? I don't know. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. That's news. Yeah, that's news to me. I've, yeah. I'm, playing this, I'm playing Gothic 2, and um, it's very stiff, and I love it. It's really good. Gothic PS5. Yeah, Gothic 1 remake on PS5. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's news to me, man. <clears throat> yeah, I'm playing Gothic 2, and it's a banger, dude. I mean, if you like that kind of game, like, it's it's one of those where it's, it's like, kind of a stiff game, and it's, like, I guess, like a Skyrim if it was, like, developed in 96 or something, you know? And Yeah, it says... Game. So it's trying return. to outreach and do what they couldn't do then. <laughs> no, it'll just be a buggy game, but in next gen graphics. Or current and according graphics. to like most reviewers, they're just like, this is such a horrible game. But I love, I love every game that that company comes out with. I don't know why, like something about it just checks the right marks for me, you know? Yeah, so it's a jank re- junkie. Return to the Colony it's... in a full-blown remake of the popular and revolutionary game Gothic from 2001. That's what it says. 2001, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a good it's a good game if you if you really like that it, like I don't know that sort of like honestly I even... man I, I shared this with Ryan a while back actually this particular game uh, Gothic one and he was like ah not my style but dude it looks beautiful actually I have to look up the remake honestly like I, I this is the first time I've heard of it but I'll send you a link on Twitter 
it's definitely like a fun game to me. And I really liked all the other games they came out with really like it's up my alley. And I, I know it's like a small niche audience that <laughs> enjoys these games, but I really do. They're really fun. Yeah. It's all about mining and stuff, right? It's, it kind of reminds me of like, like I said, it's kind of like, like, like a elder scrolls kind of game, but like where you kind of have to just talk to people and walk around and, the choices that you make make a difference in every bit of the game and their newer games are really neat. Elix is the newest like iteration of them and it's kind of like a gothic on steroids. So yeah, this particular one is being remade by THQ Nordic. Cool. Yeah. But I just sent you a link uh, to the GameStop page. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a PS five, so I'll have to get one of those first. Right. Oh, is it coming so many games they, I'm waiting on. Are they remaking it for PC also, or is uh, it just? A... I don't. Well, if it was being remade for PC, it would not be on GameStop. Gotcha. Um, actually, it would be if it was getting like a special edition version. We'll see. Gothic remake. PC. I would love to see that game get a remake. That's it's. Yeah, it's going to be on Steam. Excellent. There you yeah. go. Yeah. If, it's it's only for a certain audience so if you're <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing you know yeah um let's see so myself i picked up some vallejo inks uh which cool. for dnd minis essentially uh, i got a whole bunch of paints that i picked up recently ryan you've been getting pictures of all the crap i've been doing on that he's getting better and better oh yeah like it's solid work dude i started doing terrains on my minis which oh, cool. is just a long slippery slope um but today I went ahead and Ryan, you know how you have the figures that have like the translucent uh, mm-hmm. pieces, right? So you use the inks and the inks actually are very, very light, also translucent um, type of product and essentially just kind of layers on nice and thinly. So if you want flames, you get flames. If you want like ice, you make ice and so on. Cool. So got those. And then, of course, cool. I picked up D&D minis as well. So that is um, the big thing there. And then currently playing... I'm actually, I actually didn't play anything this week. Surprise, surprise. Um, I've been watching The Walking Dead. I've been trying to catch up on that. Cool. So How far la- are you? Oh, I'm on season 11. I got like maybe 10 episodes left. Dude, I just finished it this year. So nice. I'm with you, man. I heard the new one, uh, Walking Dead, Dead City. It's like a spinoff with Negan and uh, Maggie. It's apparently pretty good. I want to check it out. Definitely. I watched the, uh, the, what was the other, other spinoff that they're fear like, the walking dead. Yeah. And it's, it was okay. It was it's pretty still cool. going on actually. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to check out that one too. Um, I, I just remember like a long time ago, I, I picked it up and I was watching it through and I stopped on like the middle of season 10 with the whispers and, or no, is it beginning of season 10 with the whispers? I believe it is. And I just, stopped watching for whatever reason yeah. and so same, I just same here actually and i picked it back up to finish it yeah nice it's it's cool to finish it i'm not going to spoil anything but you'll it's cool man yeah they're right now they're at the commonwealth cool. right now like they're at that part so it's like episode 11 or 12 of the you're commonwealth. getting there yeah you're getting there yeah it's almost there i was reading the comics or not reading the comics i was reading about the comics to spoil it for myself and like what happens and yeah. It's crazy, dude. Like, I don't know if you've looked into like the actual story and what's supposed to occur. I haven't. I haven't. But I, I I'm sure like usually they're more in depth. And I mean, it's, it's total swerve from, you know, the comics to the TV show, of course. It's hard for me to like talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But <laughs> but yeah, you know, when you finish it, maybe we'll have another conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll message you. Yeah, yeah. It'd be worth it. Definitely. Uh, Ryan, how about yourself? Man, I didn't do anything this week. I'm getting ready to go on a, a trip this weekend, so I've been doing wow. other stuff. I'm trying to come up with what game to play on this trip. Pikmin. Uh, well, I can't bring my Wii and stuff. That's not going to happen. But I, I mean, what did you recommend? <laughs> Pikmin. Oh, and Pikmin. Not, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess his. they just did drop Pikmin on the Switch, but I'm not going to okay. buy it on Switch. That's his new game's resolution, and you were supposed to be playing Dot oh, Hack. Oh, Dot Hack. Bro, I still need to get back to Dot Hack. It's uh-huh. such a good game. <laughs> you see, I'm... Ryan, you got a partner. He's going to fail it, too. I just haven't got back to it. We know? got six months. We could get through <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, right? It's a good point, you know? And I plan to pick it back up. You know, I made it to the second game, so. That's where I made it, too. Yeah, I, I, it, I feel like it's such a fun one. I don't know why I don't play it. It's just like. 
same. Ryan, what else you got? Uh, well, so I'm trying to decide. I, I think the best idea for me to do, like, if I'm going to be trapped in the car with nowhere else to go, like, I might as well just pick Tears of the Kingdom up and just keep powering through it. Like, I only got halfway through and basically dropped it. I haven't played it in weeks at this point. So I really, really think that that's the choice. But as I sit here and I stare at my little Game Boy Micro that's so nice and easy to travel with, I'm like, there's so many games that I could just put on there and take with me instead. Simplicity, man, it's a it's a thing, you know? Well, there's something about being in the backseat of a car with a Game Boy for hours that's just nah. like, yes, that's the feeling. Nostalgia right there. Mm-hmm. You could play Doom on a... Um, Do they have a GBA version of Doom? They They've probably do, but I, I was going to, they do. <laughs> gotcha. I was going to say played on a pregnancy test, but I already played Everywhere, a bunch bro. of doom last year on, uh, on the Xbox. Or was that earlier this year? I don't know. I never beat I it. Doom's I played, fun. I played doom on a podcast episode that you weren't on. I think it was Christopher Pico. Okay. If I recall, the old I'll talk about gamer. doom a little bit later on this episode, actually. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, well, Rude, do you want to give us maybe an update on what's happening with the Retro Room? Uh, the next game that we're releasing is a previously canceled Super Nintendo game. Um, I've sort of teased it, so I could probably talk about it. It's called Mr. Tough. Ooh. And yeah, this is probably the first time that I've ever actually announced it. So yeah, exclusive. it's yeah, exclusive. Yeah, it's such a big deal. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's called Mr. Tough, and it was canceled um, back in its heyday by Ocean Software. And uh, it's a really good game. It's really polished. The graphics are really good. If you look it up, it's super cool game. And we just we grabbed the rights to it and finished it up. And and uh, yeah, it's 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 a cool it's a cool one. That's the next one that we're gonna do. I don't know when the exact release date is gonna be. We're kind of finalizing some of the credits. It's just like thank yous that we have to do. But yeah, it's I'm really excited for that. That uh that artwork for Mr. Tough like the slanted rock looks like uh, schoolhouse rock dude if you try mr tough you'll enjoy it it's 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 i don't know why it got canceled it's such a cool game like maybe because at, at the time like that kind of game was like like super in demand and there was like a bunch of competition mega man and all these big big name titles and trying to introduce this new character was tough are you gonna cool. do like obviously you're gonna do a physical release of it right Always, yeah. That's the and then box, all of that good stuff. Box, full color manual, cart. That's that's the way we do it. Yeah. Nice. I so, will. I'll be buying that. Yeah, 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 dude. Appreciate it. I want to ask, like, so you've got the rights. Yeah. At what state does the game come to you in, and like, where do you get that from? Like, does one of the old developers just like? send you like a hard drive with everything on it or or they uh, give you a like mega that. drive link ryan it's a floppy disk <laughs> yeah right right sometimes it's like that sometimes we'll get like like this like file with a bunch of source code in it um and we just have to kind of figure it out which is challenging you know I, i'm not like the best programmer so i work with other programmers and and a lot of the times we get like this batch of source code and you can't even mess with it on a modern pc you have to like use some sort of virtual machine or like like in this case like you have to be on xp or something like that to be able to mess with the the code for it and to export it properly so what kind of code is it usually um dude these are like custom built most of the time like custom built engines that they built from the complete ground up which is insane to me like like nowadays you have like all these cheats to where you can cut corners and stuff, dude. But back then they were like hacking it out from the ground up. So I, I got a buddy that might be interested in volunteering time to you. That please, does programming. Dude, I need it. I need help, you know? And this is like, it's cool because we get to like rescue a lot of games from the dead and mm-hmm. like Mr. Tough, for example, otherwise would never get a physical release. Like it was never intended to be finished. It was never intended to be released. It's just on the internet, you know, and it's not respected the way I think that it should have been, especially like for this game, because it's literally my favorite game that we've worked on. And it's so polished and 
it's such a shame that it just got left behind, you know? But yeah, if you have somebody, I'm open to it. I just asked him. I just asked him right now. Yeah, send them, bro. I'm super down to work with other people and collaborate. It's like it's and like the the idea is kind of noble. It's cool that we can sort of bring these these games to light. The developers and stuff got paid through the companies and stuff like that, so they've already been paid for this. But they didn't get to see their baby get released, you know, and get this proper, you know, get the reviews have. You know, nowadays we have YouTubers that play it and, you know, people who review it. And they don't get to experience that. They work so hard in the game. So it's kind of sucks. You, know? you ever get outreach from like those devs like and be like, yes. hey, man, really like what you did to, to finish up this. I remember working on this. Dude, I worked on a game we call uh, we called it Elland, but it was a Dune game previously that we like ripped all the Dune stuff out of. One of the developers like reached out to me out of nowhere. Like he like he like was like, hey, dude. I worked on this game. I worked for like months on it and thank you for releasing it because here we are 20 years later and I'm finally seeing this game that I worked so hard on get a release. Like, yeah, I got paid salary by the company. That's cool. But that's not the point. We want to see our game get released. We want to see yeah. what people think about it. And it was a really cool game as well, you know, and it just deserved, deserved the attention that it got. And, and, uh, he was really happy to see that and I sent him copies of the game and so that was really it was really neat and honestly we don't need their permission because like it's owned by a company and this company sells it to another company and they put it in a basement and yeah the devs are kind of left behind so like I always send them money or like free games or whatever it is that I you know I feel like they want or need you know so that's cool cool well, uh, before we dive into our articles, we have a fun, quick little discussion topic here. Uh, Silent Hill versus Raccoon City. Which one would you rather go to? Let, let me set the scene. John sent me uh, an image the other day, and it's, you know, you're going down a road, and there's a fork in the road, darkness in the sky. On the left, you see, you know, a looming city kind of alit with flame. A sign that says Raccoon City, and to the right, you know, just dark mist that you can't even just barely make out some shadows through, and a sign that Dude. says Silent Hill. Which which fork do you take? Easiest answer ever: <laughs> Raccoon City all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Raccoon <laughs> City later. Silent Hill. I'll never see you again. Like easiest answer to me because come on, man. Yeah. It's like zombies, you can outrun, you can outsmart. Silent Hill, who knows what the hell's going on there, dude? I don't yeah, even think like, you can leave Silent Hill. I think no, once you're there, it's you're like stuck. a mental thing. Like, dude, you're done. Yeah. So, that easiest answer ever. I would never step, if I had a choice, I would never go near that place. I, I was looking at the the thread that I stole the image from. I don't even remember where the hell I got it from, Ryan. Um, but every, there was multiple people saying Silent Hill. I'm like, fucking crazy like, you insane dude like would, you know it's there <laughs> have you played the games like it's psychological you know dudes yeah, in the forum are like yeah but hot nurses dude <laughs> oh no 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 bro there's a lot more than just hot nurses there bro there's all kinds of hot things <laughs> yeah there's pyramid head there's yeah, a, a oh, yeah. room a room that you can't escape and the walls yeah, go to blood you, bro They'll chase you to your demise. Yeah, no, nowhere to hide in Silent Hill. I mean, we we all saw the movie, right? We know how that even, ended too. Can't even hide in your own mind, you know. For Be sure. Done. Yeah, easiest one, easy for yeah, sure, dude. Raccoon <laughs> City's cakewalk, dude. Zombies are dumb. You know, we we're watching The Walking Dead. You know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I, I feel like I could survive a raccoon city apocalypse. I don't think I could survive Silent Hill. Oh, I Sometimes, mean, I'd be dead either way for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes mistakes are made in the zombie world. I get it. You know, you know, it happens, but you, there's no room for mistakes in Silent Hill, dude. You're done. Mm-hmm. See the zombies would set up like a Gundam model in the middle of a road and Ryan would totally go for it. <laughs> dude. I always like that picture where they have like all the, uh, the treadmills set up around the house. You know, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. You just oh, literally like just, the zombies can't you, get in. You just literally, yeah. You set up just treadmills around your entire property and then the zombies can't get in. They just fall on the treadmill. <laughs> Cause you're constantly falling. The treadmill. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> it's really brilliant. You know, just... actually, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty smart. Have you guys ever read the uh, zombie survival guide? I remember picking that up in high school and like starting to like go into rooms and like check my exits. Like what's the best weapon available? I haven't heard that name since I was in high school, dude. 
I read it way back then. Who wrote that one? I think that's one? the same guy that did World War Z. Yeah, it was uh, Max Brooks. Right? See, that's that's wild that you even brought that up, dude. I haven't heard that name in a while. That was a sweet yeah, book. I, I wish I remember who I lent that to. I actually <laughs> met Max Brooks years ago. He signed my copy of World War Z. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. That's yeah. neat. He looks just like his dad, actually. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's Mel Brooks's. That's Mel Brooks's wow. son, yeah. yeah. Cool. Never I didn't, know that. Yeah, I didn't pretty... put that together. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. Nice. Uh, all right. So let's talk into some poor redactions. So the first one here is Sony's deal for Call of Duty only includes one more game. And this was Insider Gaming. And it's uh, Mike Straw who wrote that one. And the other thing here uh, in terms of redactions is Sony's Court Blender reveals $200 million as a cost of The Last of Us 2 and Horizon. Fuck, that's, dude. That's Polygon. <laughs> that doesn't include marketing. God. Right? That's uh, Polygon Nicole Carpenter on those so let's uh dive into that so essentially activision has a deal with sony for you know bringing games on as they would with any other um company and apparently there's only one game left on that deal well and let's talk about how we know this so obviously the ftc court battle's been going on all week with activision blizzard and trying to block that merger Uh, so, you know, all kinds of documents have been coming out. We've been learning different stuff every day, all week. Uh, and one thing that we were able to find out is all this information that we really shouldn't know because the, uh, Sony execs, the marker, right? Yeah. They thought the Sharpie was going to be enough and they didn't, you know, realize that, Hey, people on the internet know how to use Photoshop, man. Like, whoops, (laughs) we've been learning how to get secrets out of stuff for years. And you really should have gone in and done like a text editor or put a sticker over it or something. Is it surprising that they spent $200 million on a game like that? No, I think we kind of knew that was the general idea. Like companies have come out and said they've spent a hundred to $150 million on games. Right. And they're making billions, you know, it's like, yeah, seeing the quality of a game that Sony's releasing, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense. I mean, if you figure square and cinematic masterpiece, essentially, you know, it's like, it's more than a movie, like much more than a movie to create, you know, not only are they doing like the, cgi work but there's just like so much going on there you know like if we're well, talking about the last of us specifically yes yeah. let's see how many i'll look up how many copies uh horizon made billions of dollars right you know it's like has yeah. to be like at least one billion dollars which makes the investment worth it they more than doubled it you know well yeah and so that's the last sold, of us they've oh, sold sorry. 20 million copies of that game that's pretty good so yeah, I don't know what's insane. Dude. What is 60 times 20 million? Yeah. And, and so that's 212 million or sorry, like 200 million over like uh, how or wait, 220 million over six year period with 200 full time employees. So, I mean, that gives you. Wow. Oblivion yeah. had 60, I think. So we're growing so, here. So here here's the math for you. All right. On an average of 60 bucks. Right. And obviously they've probably average about $60 when you consider collector's editions and all that. Um, And it's 70 bucks when it came out, but 20 million copies times $60 is $1.2 billion. See, I mean, it's worth the investment. It's 20. They they like, like more than four times the amount that they put in, you know, it's like, so it makes sense business wise to spend $250 million on a game. If you're going to make 1.2 billion dollars, like, Oh my God. Well, to, your, it, to your point, right? Like the movie industry, which we'll get into a little bit later, you know, they could pop in. They do it all the time. Yeah, they could pop in like 90 to 100 something million dollars and they could fall flat and make 100 yeah. million and lose money. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. and I mean, it can obviously happen in the gaming world too, but Sony puts out quality. You know, fantastic quality yeah. AAA games all the time. And so it makes sense that, yeah. you know, over a five, six year period, they're developing these games and bringing in over a billion dollars per game. I think what's more impressive than that would be like a, like Minecraft, a single developer who he obviously made billions of dollars off of Minecraft. You know, it's like but a company who puts in that much money and gets that much money out is kind of predictable to me. I think that's it kind of becoming a standard, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, there's a quote right here talking about, you know, how the increase in the industry and the price of games and everything is going up to make and making it, you know, they call it irresponsibly large, the budgets for these games. And when you look at like this is like a a six year development or a five year development, 
I mean, yeah. I've definitely you heard look at, rumors like, of look at GTA Six, dude. Yeah, it's like the billion dollar game, like, dude. You're gonna play that game, and and there's gonna be people who discover things like decades afterwards yeah. because of how massive and annoying. I mean, it's kind of to a fault. It almost like feels like games are getting like almost too big, and that's why a lot of people are reverting to retro games because they're mm-hmm. simplistic and they're easier to grasp in and you don't have to put so much time into it to get more out of it you know yeah and sometimes you know uh, executing a well done thing is way better than oh yeah you know let's put another rpg system in there let's get some looter shooter action going in this unnecessarily yeah. yeah there's just too many games where it's like all right it's got all of this standard industry bloat that you think needs to be in every game but really that's just making it more like everything else it doesn't stand out anymore yeah so i decided to also look at god of war and by the way this information on the cost of games apparently based on this article that i'm looking at april 26 of 2023 there was a report that it cost 200 million dollars to make god of war ragnarok and that sold 11 million copies so far um so i did not play it though so i, I have no idea what it's like but god of war series is they're really fun games mm-hmm. I played the PS4 one and definitely enjoyed that one. So I'll be playing Ragnarok at some point when it goes down in price. But all that said, I get the idea where they're saying it's irresponsible spending. But when you're putting out banger titles every few years, it's not irresponsible if they're making the money, like quadruple the money back. It's actually just a good investment. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, they know their business, they know their clientele and their audience. So, you know, if they know, hey, we can put in 200 million and we can make 1.2 billion. Put a quarter down and get a dollar back, you know, it's yeah. like, who wouldn't do it? Yeah, exactly. So right. the other piece of news that we kind of glanced over here that was a part of this leak, too, is uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, we do now have confirmation that their deal is going to be up in 2024. So after that contract is over, I mean, if the merger goes through, you know, they've got these 10 year promises from Xbox and saying, you know, hey, we will provide this. This will be a staple game on all platforms moving forward. And they even, you know, threw it out for like the to be on the next Nintendo platform as well. So sure. hopefully carrying the forward, first time. everybody done, will have it. They've done it on Nintendo platforms before, but yeah, it's not surprising to me. I mean, Call of Duty is such a well-known franchise that anybody's going to like, it's going to be smart to pick it up. You know, even if it's Mm -hmm. their last year with Sony, it's like they'll resign or whoever's smart will pick it back up because it's so goddamn popular. You know, some of the numbers they had. Here's a question for you though. What if Sony says we're not renewing and we're not accepting your proposal? Somebody else will take that too. Yeah. But what does that do for Microsoft? Because call of duty players aren't buying a switch to play call of duty. They're going to play it on PC or you're going to play it on Xbox, but now you lose out on an entire PlayStation base, which from a revenue standpoint, does it honestly make as much sense when you're going to lose out on those console players as well? Well, no, it's just their current deal. Like they'll renegotiate a new deal. Yeah. Have we found out if they're, are they losing money? Is that why this is happening? Like, are they going to, are they losing money and they're choosing to back out because of that? Or is no, it the same? No, it's just they're, they have like uh, forever. Sony was getting like first pick at, you know, uh, the map packs come out first on here, or you get yeah. like some kind of like exclusive window or something like maybe call of duty came out like five days earlier on PlayStation or something stupid or six yeah, months yeah. early. I, I don't think it's six months early for call of duty. That's usually other titles, but I mean, with the amount here that they had in the notes, uh, Call of Duty has uh, somewhere between 7 to 10 million active users and also a claim that 1 million users spent 100% of their gaming time Sheesh. on Call of Duty in 2021. See, the I mean, they have game. a there's like a standard that's set here and like whoever takes that contract is going to make so much money like Mhm. It's it like it's interesting that one uh, even if Sony's like uh, contract expires, some whoever picks it up is going to be a smart person, you know, a smart company. Yeah, I feel there, the, there's uh, just so much to be made there. And call, you know, it's funny because I've I've played like two hours of Call of Duty in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Call of Duty guy, you know, but everybody knows the game. Even people who don't normally game often know Call of Duty. Like my my mom might know Call of Duty, you know. Mm-hmm. She's heard of that 
concept you know it's like mario you know but the modern day she plays call of duty and you did yeah right right (laughs) my uh favorite youtuber noah caldwell gervais he has a a good video where he talks about all of the story modes of call of duty like in a retrospective going through them all and the thing that he really nails down about why people like call of duty is that it doesn't matter who you are or what you do if you want to get off work and blow off steam you can spend 30 minutes running around stabbing dudes with a knife and have a good ass time and have that same good ass time every day. And like, doesn't matter how, you know, what barriers are around you. That's such an easy, just get in, have your fun and get out. You know, you don't have to commit 30 hours of your life to some elaborate story or really learning a new game all the time because the same game's going to come out next year you'll be able to do the same thing again that's a good point yeah yeah again that's why i feel like retro gaming is becoming more popular is because as people get more busy you know as we turn into adults you know we have more responsibilities and don't have time to tap into a game for 40 50 60 hours you Mm -hmm. know i have to do these short spurts you know so a game (laughs) like that is ideal (laughs) And once you hit after 30, those short spurts are five minutes before you fall asleep on the couch. (laughs) I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. So let's go into our next piece here, which is the Microsoft and Activision chiefs testify that the merger will benefit consumers. And that's Kellen Browning at New York Times. So basically both CEOs of Activision and Microsoft came through and said, you know, hey, this is great for consumers, right? I personally don't think so. No. Well, no. I mean, there there was a lot of, you know, argument in the court this week and a lot of information coming out. And obviously that's the case that Microsoft wants to make, you know, because they they're trying to say, hey, this is going to be best for everyone. And the really interesting thing, um, uh, Satya or Satya Nadella, I hope I'm saying that right. Chief executive at Microsoft. He came out uh, yesterday and testified if it was up to him, there would be no console exclusive games. You know, huh. they think that the market would be better where everybody could participate. Everybody could have access to these titles and accuse, you know, hey, this Sony is the one setting these standards and they're the ones, you know, making us play this game. In reality, yeah. it's been a long time thing. It goes beyond Sony before Sony was even sure. in the marketplace. Sega versus Nintendo. Yeah. 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 Nintendo, yeah. everything that is yeah. on that console for the most Does part. Does what is Nintendo don't. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I, I call BS on that. And I mean, really, the long term thing here is their idea is let's get it on game pass let's shift users over to the xbox versus playstation this is all about taking out sony like there's no there's no oh the consumers are going to benefit this is all about ripping out choice from consumers yeah that's all it is yeah however they want to they could spin it however they want this is exactly it's always business it's always just them trying to to outdo their competition so yeah the funniest thing i've caught from all of us though is that the uh, legislators have consistently said that nintendo is not a competitor for sony and microsoft yeah because Hmm. from a from a hardware perspective nintendo is not anywhere close to both of those and are kind of on their own island but what about sales you know doesn't nintendo sales is huge but they were focusing more on like oh it's a portable console it doesn't have as many teraflops or or whatever like whatever they want to excuse and they actually took a chart that showed you know here's the pie here's like the nintendo share you know the sony share and then the xbox share showing xbox in third place if you take Nintendo out of that pie, I mean, it's a Pac-Man eating the Microsoft with the share that Sony has. And in all the information that's come out over this, like I've been so torn because like, A, I have an Xbox, so it's really only going to benefit me. Like I'm going to get a PlayStation eventually. So I mean, either way, it doesn't really matter, but I just, I see all of the things here and when they make you, when you try to make you choose a side with an article, I keep reliably going back and being like, man, I feel like Xbox kind of is going to get this. And, you know, it, from the way things look and the way things are, you know, they really are in third place. But then I have to kind of step back 
and realize that, you know, I'm not a corporate shill and Microsoft yeah. is only going to do bad things in the long run, no matter what, because they're a corporation and that's what corporations so, do. And when corporations lose, we win. So like, and none of them are standing on just the, except for maybe Nintendo, just the video video game industry yeah. alone. Sony and Microsoft are both like huge making billions of dollars off of TVs and operating systems and all these different products. You know, I think Xbox Nintendo- is a drop in the bucket for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, so looking yeah. at the fiscal year of 2021, because I couldn't find anything for 2022. Um, Sony in that year reported $24.8 billion in revenue and an operating income of $2.6 billion. Microsoft wow. had a revenue of $16.2 billion, and they did not report uh, profit from that segment. Um, however, that's, that's just so not reported, which money, means dude. they probably lose money. Uh, and then Nintendo actually generated $15.3 billion, so less than both of those, both Sony and Microsoft. But they generated a higher profit at $5.4 billion, so really double what sony reported that shit's insane dude that's mm-hmm. so much money like the it's crazy how much money the gaming industry is making these days man yeah it is that's be, just it that's used just to gaming be, obviously gaming used to be like a corner thing and now it's this huge mainstream thing that everybody's interested in it's like it's almost the same as like the uh, like film or music industry well know? in the next article we have actually they say specifically that it's so big now that it uh, is greater than the film and greater music industry combined. Combined, dude. So Bro, it used to be like a nerd thing. Now it's like fucking normal. Like GTA Five is the most selling piece of media humankind has ever made. Wow, that's better than Tetris. Uh, so our next article, segueing into that, is gaming is Hollywood's next IP frontier, and that's Martin Berg at Variety. Ryan, take it away. Yeah, I wrote a whole thing on this. Yeah, um, I saw that, and I'm like, I'm not reading that. Ryan can, Ryan yeah, can read that. I think that we've all grown up in the age of trying to convert video games into movie and you know just yeah. print money off of it, and it really hasn't worked for a long time. It's only in the more recent history that we've really seen that kind of success uh, come out. I mean, the probably the biggest early success would be those Resident Evil movies, just because they made so many of them. Yeah, but I think that that's probably a really successful version of that because zombie movies are already wildly popular and easy to make and you can just adapt and and do what you need to do. But they did kind of the right thing. and, And I'll kind of cite it here where, you know, they took that world and they made a movie version of it or like with the Mario movie. They took Mario. Everybody knows Mario. He's a great character. He's got lots of stuff that you can mine for IP, but they didn't remake Mario the game into a movie and you just watch Mario platform through all the levels. And whenever movies and books are compared, you know, and they adapt those, it's always, oh, the book was better because the book has all those smaller moments in it. It's got all the little moments to tie it everything together and has that detail and video games are really about those small moments that are the gameplay and carry you through uh to those story beats and i think doom is a really good example of how to do a movie bad where you know it's awful yeah i mean uncharted doom has some interesting lore like objectively like it wasn't good demons and stuff oh it was a good popcorn popcorn movie, but I mean, in terms of sticking to, um, yeah, yeah, in terms of sticking, so yeah, if you went into Uncharted not knowing what the hell Uncharted, like my wife, my wife had not played Uncharted, so she went into right. that movie and was like, oh man, this is actually really cool. It's a lot of fun to watch. Like I'm gonna get into Uncharted now. So she right. got into Uncharted and started playing them because of the movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Which whereas, and that's part of one of the big things. The so other way around didn't work so yeah. well though. The Got Last it. of Us is another prime example. She saw I didn't the Last watch of Us. this series. Yeah, yeah. So I heard it was cool. It was, it was awesome, actually. So she yeah. saw that and was like, wow, this is super cool. I want to play Last of Us. So, it's kind of like, nice that they're actually making good like film based upon video games. It used to like always 10 times out of 10 suck, you know, but 
it's kind of kind of nice that they're making things that people are enjoying finally well, the yeah. Mario Bros movie is a perfect example you know yeah choosing the right I didn't watch it so I, I haven't seen it myself I didn't but like it a lot uh-huh. of people I liked it and I well, think that it seemed to get favorable reviews mm-hmm. why didn't you like it uh, oh man, you'll have to listen to John whatever has episode. Problems. That's why he didn't. Like I have problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me it was um, in a sentence. Like, what, what would it be? Uh, every type of possible nostalgia type of scene that you could throw into Mario, <laughs> they're, they're they baiting threw you into one movie. So like, it's bait. Yeah, you had like a blue shell. You had um, you know a- every type of potential nostalgia that is tied to Mario was just like yeah. vomit on a screen. That's all it yeah. was. It was like a and nostalgia fest. I yeah. knew it was going to be that way. Fast paced and bait. The mm-hmm. pacing was fucking terrible, dude. Like fast, the pace. super fast or yeah, it was yeah, every scene would... just clips along. I knew yeah. it was going to be like that. Super fast paced bait, nostalgia yeah. bait, you know, that's, I mean, you might enjoy it, right? Like I know yeah. a number of people like, you know, that have watched I, it and said it was a great movie. And I liked it, it a lot. I personally, I mean, looking at it from a stamp, like a lot of people said, Oh, well it's a kid's movie. It's not going to be that good. I've seen lots of kids movies that are actually pretty good. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. you look at a lot of the Pixar movies and Disney films that have been released over the last few years and Dude, they're fantastic. So really like, good. Yeah. Big hero six. Mm. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Moana would be another good one that I've always enjoyed. Like you take, Sweet. you take those films and you say, Oh, it's a kid's movie. Okay. Well compare it to these films that have it's come good out. Story. Yeah. These films were fantastic. So your argument of it's a kid's movie is just terrible. Invalid, right? right? Yeah. Still a good story, you know? Yeah, exactly. Good story is a good story. It's like. Well, and there's so many good video game stories that you could turn into a movie or film and sometimes or movie or show. And sometimes it's about choosing one or the other. Like not everything has to be a movie. Like The Last of Us would have been a terrible movie because they would have made three movies out of it. Yeah, and you would be waiting ten years, but like doing a, a good series. I still need to see it, honestly. Like I heard it was well worth the watch. You know, yeah, definitely. It follows the source pretty good, and mm-hmm. the source was good. You know, yeah. And the audience is there now. Like now yeah. that video games are so prolific, it's not like back in the day. Like you know when they tried to do the World of Warcraft movie. Like I'm sure that they got a lot of World of Warcraft players to go, and that's probably one of the biggest fan bases that you could get to pull out and go. But like how many people, you know, really would go see a video game movie unless that specific video game was one that you had played. And now right. people play so many and so many people. It's the most popular these. form of media, you know, yeah. like, like you were saying, it's like it has taken over the film and music industry. So, so the install course, size it is makes there. sense, you know, it makes sense to to do that now. You know, yep. they just got to be choosy. They got to use the right. And you know they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna do whatever they can to make a buck. You know, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the Sonic movies too. I, oh yeah, I, I, did I liked too. them. They were good. You know, so yeah. I and so Ryan actually asked me. He's like, "Did you like the Sonic movies?" When he asked me about the Mario, I'm like, "Yeah, the Sonic movies actually they had fun. Yeah. Pacing. They were fun. They were fun. Movies. Yeah, good popcorn flick for sure. I mean, obviously it's, it's it, not going to stick you know? to. The, I mean, you got a spinny character going off. It's kind of cool right? to watch with your kid or whatever. You know, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, taking a good character, but putting him in a situation that makes sense for a movie. Like you're not trying to one to one like you would a book. And read no, I, I got to see the Mario movie now because I'm curious, you know, I, 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 I feel like I expected it to be that way, you know, because it's so easy to just make a million, billion, kajillion dollars off of the Mario franchise just by feeding you exactly what you you know let's throw let's throw a scene from mario Kart in there i mean yeah. you're, you're talking <laughs> it's gorgeous. about it's worth watching just for the visual spectacle yeah you're talking yeah. about the company that made minions and sure. uh, despicable me and all of that right yeah. so like yeah. when you look at those films and the quality of those films like in comparison to other films that have come out it's night and day right yeah, yeah. um so i knew from the get-go that we were not going to get you know, it is stellar movie if a fantastic story. I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a fun kids movie. But if you're going in as an adult thinking, oh, man, I'm going to go in and like absolutely love the story and it's Mario. And no, I mean, you got to take it from a different lens. And, yeah. you know, I I went in knowing that it probably wasn't going to be the best movie. Um, and yeah, just I knew, for me, I know it, it was going to be bait. Like, yeah, I haven't even seen it. And I just already know. I mean, that, yeah. that they're trying to feed off your nostalgia. So, mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. All right, so let's uh, dive into the inflation deflation segment of this week. We played Deathloop, uh, which is developed by Arcane Lion. It was published by Bethesda, uh, directed by Dinga Bakaba and Sebastian Mitten. It was released in September of 2021. It's a first-person shooter with a reception between uh, an 8 uh, to a 10 out of 10. Uh, synopsis on this is uh, Deathloop. Or in Deathloop, the player takes the role of Colt, an assassin stuck in a time loop, who has been tasked to take out eight targets called Visionaries across the island of Black Reef before midnight. As leaving even one alive will cause the time loop to reset and undo his work. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of so, a cool premise. Yeah, yeah. I I had never really had an interest in this game. I mean, I, I saw the reviews and stuff when it came out, and people said like it was pretty mid. So I was kind of shocked when I saw that it had like 10 out of 10s. I, I completely hmm. forgot that it was like totally in the running for game of running. the year and everything. But it was not not that great for me. Really? I, yeah, it it had one of these big problems that we were kind of talking about earlier. Like, I hate when you start a game and it's just like every time you click on something, like a dialogue box comes up and gives you like a list of like tutorial things. And then you go over here and here's another dialogue box with a list of tutorial things. Like I spent the first 25 right. minutes just like in one area, just reading stuff that I don't care about because I'm only going to play this game for an hour for the podcast. And I just See, couldn't even get through most. Here of it. we go again with the, uh, the like over cons like over like there's too much content in these yeah. games. That's why again, why retro games are like super fun to play because you just kind of jump in, you can jump out, you can jump back in. These kind of games, you have to literally like get into the lore and you kind of have to. It's an it, onboarding process. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on like the, the tutorial aspect, right? Like it, it sets you up nicely from a tutorial standpoint on like the controls and what to do. Like that was totally fine. But then they throw you into like, here's this like mechanical thing to unlock, you know, doors. Right. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. But then they bring in, like, that chip, right? And there's, like, a chip that does whatever. And they expect you to know the lore on that. And then they reset you, right? Because you die. Too much. So, and, like, that's all good. But, like, I don't know how far you got, Ryan. I got, I don't know, pretty decently far, I played I guess. for a couple hours, actually, because I had some spare time. So yeah. More so than I, I thought I would. Yeah, I got, I got pretty far and in, like, the 45 minutes to an hour that I played today. And... You know, for me, it was like that. That menu, by the way, is horrendous. The overall menu on like trying you to you can't navigate. like go in and change your gear and stuff until you like leave the level. Like it's kind of level segmented this whole island, so it's like you go into an area with your loadout and you can pick up different weapons and stuff in there. But if you have like chips on your gun, they don't like leave with you when you leave with a new gun. You would have had to take the old gun out, go into the menu, remove it. And then get a new gun and then go back and then yeah, put it only in. in certain scenarios will that work, you know, maybe like Hitman, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing where you can have this certain segmentation. But yeah, no, I it will felt say really bizarre. The story definitely intrigued me. Like I actually was a fan of like the overall story, but like the Sounds game, cool. the game itself was not that great to me. Like there was a lot of comedy, too, that was tied in that I thought was the fantastic. characters were fun. The voice but acting was good. They, this it was, game people i would like to play a game of this game to me suffers from the classic bethesda issue right Bethesda. like i know that they just published it but like i think arcane works underneath bethesda right like this will be another game that suffers in the same way that bethesda worked on like maybe rage um uh, i haven't played like it rage, doesn't have fallout jank what do you get that john oh no no it has some fallout jank for sure absolutely as fallout jank i cannot tell you how lazy the ai was and what i was oh playing. yeah yeah the i just AI, ran up and macheted half the people the ai is completely lazy i had the ai spinning in circles i had one guy that i threw a bottle and the ai got stuck and was shaking in place and couldn't go anywhere and i had to oh, come oh yeah the, the bethesda bugs yeah it's loaded and just like the 45 minutes to an hour that i played it was loaded with bugs and i mean this game has been out for almost two, two years. years yeah and it still has crazy bugs like that Hmm. so i and for me like the the frame rate and how it was clipping for me i don't know if you had the experience but i mean i was playing on a ps5 a ps5 version 
Ouch. Four K TV. Brand OLED, new like a brand new TV actually. OLED hundred twenty hertz updated. refresh rate. Yeah, everything updated. Best HDMI I could have in there. So like I was playing it the way that you're supposed to play it, and it was jank. It was I was not enjoying my time playing that game at all. So I I don't know why it has an eight out of ten. I would assume money is what kind of talked here and got those reviews. Uh, But I think the general reviewer connections. Ryan, do you have the Metacritic open? I'm just kind of uh, curious. Uh, It's unfortunate we can't rely on the reviews like that. The uh... Well, and you can't reviews, even well, and you, you know? can't even rely on user reviews now because there's so much damn review bombing. Yeah, but yeah. so, yeah. so on here, PS5, it's got an 88 Metacritic with a user score of a 6.5. Yeah. I'd say that's about right. Yep. Also, different strokes, different folks. You know, it's like me enjoying Gothic. Gothic's mm-hmm. not a game most people enjoy. You know, so once well, yeah. get this on the uh, PC, it has a 5.6 for user score, and then the Xbox is a 7.2. It's pretty yeah. high score. So maybe yeah. the Xbox version was just the best, and that's why I didn't like see as much of the bugs or anything. Like there were certain things about the game that like I did find to be like fun enough, but not compelling enough to actually get me to play through. Like I feel like I really lost touch with like a lot of FPS games. Like I used to be, you know, that's my genre. But nowadays, right. like I-, I tried playing Borderlands 3 with some friends and I just didn't really give a damn. I, I think Prey was the last like really fun first person shooter game, but that's because it has like so many other systems that are in there and the world is like wildly interesting. Not that like a time loop game isn't really interesting, but like the combat was not nearly enough to want to carry my attention through and the uh, just kind of being taken out. Like the the whole setup for this world is that, it's in a time loop. You got to kill all these dudes in one day and kind of have just like the perfect run. And there's right. different areas of the island that you so have to go cool. to. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a cool concept. Yeah. But if you go Promising. to an area and leave, it advances time. So hmm. basically, you need to learn where everything is by playing the game enough so that you only have to probably go to each area once. So they to want you get to through re- everything. Repeat it. They want yeah. you, there's no first time run here. Yeah, because unless you do everything, then you know as soon as you go to the next area, like you can't go back. Otherwise, you'll advance the clock again, and you'll just never have enough day to get everything done in. Got and you. the AI That's is a flaw, like, I think, yeah, yeah, the AI is just going to always be in the same place every time. I mean, that's most games. Like when you start a game of Mario, you always expect the Goombas to be in the same place, but like in a first person shooter but you, you can know, progress in mario it's like you don't have to go back you don't have to like learn from your mistake like that often i think well and do you really want to like sneak attack the same guy 40 times standing in the exact same position like right, to get it perfect yeah yeah and i just it has weird stuff too so it's like it's a time loop game so if you die you respawn but then you get a thing that's like okay well actually you can die twice and and then the third time you die, the loop starts. It's like you die for real. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> making your own rules and then yeah. you're breaking those rules right away. I mean, yeah. the concept is cool, but I mean, I guess execution wise, they didn't. They didn't. It must have been it. too annoying yeah. if you died every time and had to start over. So they had to build a buffer into it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you could easily just kind of have that to where when you get to a certain point, right? then oh you died and you loop back from there like some sort of mechanic that like uh, kind of like a memory like a, they have a, a memory glyph like a checkpoint well, john <laughs> yeah a checkpoint but like it built in the game it would have to be like a memory glyph or something along those lines yeah right? like, the story right yeah something that kind thing. of works with the story. was it worth playing the 45 minutes to an hour that you played it was it a game that was fun enough to not recommend but do you feel like you wasted your time you know Absolutely. that's a good question, and we you have. Did. A, we okay. have a I felt I did that. I I felt that I could have had that forty five minutes an hour back to play something else that was better. Doing anything else like yeah. watching the Super Mario Bros. movie again? Uh, yeah, no, I'd rather play. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, man. But yeah, 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 something else, something better. Yeah. So brass tax on this a uh, complete in box copy right now will run you fifteen fifty that peaked at forty seven fifty in September of twenty twenty one fifteen dollars uh, that's yeah fifteen fifty right bad. now uh, free on Game Pass uh, it is 
holding right now at that price. A loose copy runs you seven bucks right now. That peaked at forty three ninety eight in September twenty one as well. That was upon cheap. release, and that is trending down actually. So it's getting even cheaper for quickly, a, yeah, for a current like... gen game, right? Wow. Digital console fifty nine ninety nine, and then on Steam it's currently seventy five percent off, and will likely stay seventy five percent off. And that's They're trying to get that money, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Bro, come on, give us some more. We, oh, we got it. I guess I should have said too. So those prices are for the PS five version. Yeah, well, I said Game Pass is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then digital is fifty nine ninety nine, and then Steam is your PC price at fourteen ninety nine currently. Uh, and I would assume maybe that Steam Summer Sale. I don't know if that started yet, but yeah, because it's it's listed at full price, but it's got a seventy five percent off on Steam right now. So that's yeah. the advertised best deal you're going to see. So if um, you want to waste fifteen bucks, go on Steam. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bummer. You know, it is what it is. But some games aren't worth playing. You know. The thing is, like, it's I in my opinion, like, I don't really think it's a bad game. And I definitely think like with the scores that are out there, like, you know, it's it's something that people liked, you know, it's they'll probably not make like, enough money to make a sequel and the sequel might fix everything that the, the, yeah. the first game had problems with, you know, so it sounds I, like a cool concept, you know? Yeah, I think for less than ten dollars, like you could do way worse and with the loose price being at 709 here i mean it'll get down probably to like five bucks for a loose copy and like yeah i would if i was even remotely interested in this i think five dollars would be enough that you could spend check it out and see if it's really going to do it for you and it wouldn't be like an offensive pickup or like john would pick this up in a bundle five years from now and turn around and, and sell it to somebody who's going to be probably pretty happy with the purchase at that point. But when we look at today's numbers, it is inflated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't pay 15 bucks for it and I wouldn't buy a loose copy of a game. So I, I guess inflated is really the only route we have to go. <laughs> I paid $10 technically. So. And not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. No. Yeah. You should return it to GameStop. I mean, as <laughs> soon as I started up the game, I was like, I'm not even remotely interested in finishing yeah. this game. I was interested. That's the thing. When it first started up, I'm like, oh man, this is pretty cool. I and then the janks happens, and then man. the janks started kicking in. I'm like, man, screw this game. Yeah, I hate when that happens, man. Yeah. Um, so before we jump off, Ryan, I think we should play Returnal since we're on this time loop binge right now. And it's only on PS5. And I have a PS5, and you can come to Returnal. my house. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys? Where you, what state are you guys in? We're in Arizona. Arizona. Cool. Yeah. I'm in Texas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I go out to Texas, I'll have to hit you up. You're you're in the Fort Worth area, right? Or no? You're I'm south. in I'm in Houston. Oh, you're um, south. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Houston. Oh man, the traffic out there, dude. It's a and the construction. It's such a sweaty butthole here, bro. Yeah. The no, dude. Is, Houston is. Like I live a in a animal. specific like it's a, like construction is the thing, dude. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like see, he knows. It's awful. Yeah, it is definitely awful. I had to drive a uh, a U-Haul through Houston when I was moving out to Arizona, and it was the worst thing in my life. Um, it's a rough city, man. There's not a whole lot of gaming here either, which kind of sucks. There's only one really big AAA company, which is Six Foot. Yeah uh so before we jump off um my buddy said that he is interested by the way in that code and stuff so after we send him my way yeah yeah after we jump off yeah let's chat yeah Yeah, absolutely um but next week ryan i think we should maybe play some returnal we'll see how that goes returnal yep have you over here well this has been episode 242 of the game deflators podcast my name is john i'm ryan I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Dude, not. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. For real, like, uh, anytime you guys want to do this again, I'm, I'm, I always, I always uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again. We'll, we'll definitely hit you up. Always it's always a pleasure, time. definitely. Yeah. yeah John's gonna make sure on. you played some more Dot Hack, though. Dude, hold me accountable, please, because I really need to get back. So do you, honestly. Like, <laughs> get back into it, man. Well, I hold him accountable on a weekly basis. Yeah. I'll just start pinging you dude, on uh, Twitter and be like, dude, "Dot hack, bro." I'll yeah. actually play it, dude. If you, if, if I'm reminded, I'll, I'll bust it out and I'll play it. It's just one Sweet. of those like, because there's so many good games. It's like, dude, you know, maybe when I start playing it, I'll be like, "Hey, John, you gotta play it." I'm a backlogger, dude. I have like such a backlog that I always want to go back to and dot hacks on it. And like, dude, I'm yeah. telling you, I'll pick it back up if you remind me. I, I will. I was telling Ryan, it's on my backlog too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We had a whole discussion on dot hack last week, as a matter of fact. 
Dude, I'll pick it back up for sure. Like, if you remind me, like, I'll pick it back up, dude. We'll, All right, can, I'm gonna. I'm we gonna, can do it together. I'm gonna tweet you right now and be like, dot hack. Yeah, mutation, bro. That's where I'm at. So mutation. All right. Yeah. All right. Look, look. Here we go. And I was kind dot of like hack. getting into mutation a little bit. I got. I think I got to a hard part, and I was like, I'll come back to this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's because my PS3 died. Back then, and I had the backwards battle. You lost your mem- You lost. I actually have it. I actually have it, but I got to transfer it onto. I have the adapter now to be able to transfer stuff from the PS3 onto the PS2. Right, right. I remember talking about this. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we thought you lost it at one point. Like, yeah, I just have to change it over. All right. Well, this has been episode two forty-two. You already did that part. And thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.